Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right. Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Uh, today is going to be a really um, exciting episode. Uh, we've got, you know, a real leader in kind of um, personal development, um, in coaching, uh, you know, with us today. Uh, through, through one of my colleagues, I came to know uh, about, about Greg's work and uh, in, in kind of the warrior coach mindset. And, uh, you know, Greg Swanson is with us here today. And, um, you know, he has really uh, brought in a, a approach to performance coaching that I think is very unique and is really needed in the landscape, especially today as we're dealing with so many kind of new challenges that are kind of unprecedented in our lifetime. Um, you know, Greg came to this work through uh, the corporate lens kind of started off in there like many of us and, uh, and kind of um, worked his way up the ladder in there and then became really curious and inquisitive about performance optimization and coaching and then has now pivoted that into a really successful career as a performance coach. So we're really excited to learn from Greg today. And uh, Greg, thanks for being with us today. Mark, thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity and uh, to join you in the in the good work that you and Michelle are doing. I just thank you so much. Oh, it's it's going to be absolutely awesome. I, I've been looking forward to this conversation. So, you know, for people that 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 listen to this podcast, these are these are uh, some people in the medical space. These might be um, you know physicians. These might be occupational therapists, uh, physical therapists. People just looking to maybe better themselves too. Uh, they might be support members, family members of an individual looking to improve, you know, their brain health. If there was kind of for people, and you, I know you work with a very wide range of, of people and organizations, mm -hmm. you know, if there was kind of a main message that you'd want people to understand around the world of not just brain health, but maybe mindset, um, what would that main message be that you would want people to better understand? Wow. So how long do we have, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> as long as you need. I, I sometimes get on, on this roll of things. <laughs> I'd like to distinguish, though, first brain from mind, right? The brain is the physical part in our body, and the mind is the brain in action. And so the brain can influence the mind by its health, and the mind can influence the brain on how the neurons fire together and I won't go into all the science stuff that's uh, that's yours but what what happens is so one of the main messages that I work with my clients and others is that we we have to think differently bigger than what we've been doing because again you know with our with the neuro pathways we we take the easiest route and if that's there and so to be uncomfortable to go beyond the labels to know that there is more inside of us in a, as a far as a mental, a physical, emotional, spiritual being is more inside of us than we realize. And we only are limited by those pathways that we have carved into our brain from birth to however old we are and to step out of that and create a bigger version of ourselves. 
Yeah, I love it. And, you know, when you, when you think about, when you think about that, you know, for people that are listening here, this is someone, it's important to know, this is someone who's really done the work. Okay. This is not someone that's, that's read a book and said, I'm going to do this. This is someone who's actually actively doing this work and helping people to kind of increase their ceiling really is a a way I would want to um, uh, phrase it. And, and for people that are, are listening, I think Greg just started to uncover it. That growth can be a little bit uncomfortable. A lot uncomfortable. (laughs) You know, we, we as humans get used to certain things we identify with the labels. I'm a father, I'm a doctor, I'm this, I'm that. And those labels constrain us, hold us back from other, other opportunities for growth. And when we become comfortable or complacent, it's, it's, we just wanna stay there. The ego's there is to protect us. It, it doesn't want us to change. And so when we wanna change, we're, we're dealt with this mind chatter that, no, why should you change? Life's good, Mark. Why, Mark, why would yeah. you wanna go out and get a new mount, mountain bike? You know, you've got a good one, it's there, right? And so we, we had yeah. this change. Well, I, you know, Greg, I, I love this topic and I just love talking with you, man. It's, it's good to, I mean, I, I just met you a couple of weeks ago and I feel like I've known you for years. You know, it, it brings me back to a personal story for myself, for context. I'll be a little bit vulnerable. I, I, I grew up, I uh, was diagnosed with dyslexia early on in my life, a learning disability. And I remember uh, m- one of my big goals was to be a teacher one day. Mm. A, a big, I wanted to be a PE teacher so bad, Greg. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, wanting to do that. And I, and I remember one person, now I wasn't all in. I wasn't willing to communicate with the university about just how badly I wanted this because I was scared I was scared to say it and to and to name it to name the dragon right right and 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 so I put together this application I was kind of meek about the whole process and 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 I kind of submitted it and you know I really wanted it but I was scared to say how badly I wanted it right Mm -hmm. and 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 I was my own it was my own self-limiting kind of I put it out there and I remember I got the letter back and basically it said that, you know, based on your application, you know, we don't think you'll, you, you have the capacity to become a teacher. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. And I kind of went, I mean, you probably watched that 30 for 30 on Jordan, yes. you know? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and, and I'm sure you could do a dissertation on that, but you, you, you know, I use that after I'm like, they don't think I'm good enough. Let's go. Right. Uh, but the reality was it wasn't them. It was me. Yep. Yeah. So your, your, your hesitancy, and I'm not going to get metaphysical here, but the energy of lack of confidence comes across on everything that we do, right? When we write it, when we communicate it, it comes across. And that's where, you know, that, that old saying, act as if. So if you acted as, if we were coaching, it'd be act as if you are already that teacher, how would you stand? How would you walk? How would you think? How would you write and act as if, and that means going bigger outside of our comfort zone, right? Cause, cause pe- people that's like act as if, well, that's being a phony. No, that's just, that's just preparing, preparing for yourself to step into that role. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, do you see that a lot in your work? Do you see that the kind of that own self-limiting belief that, yeah, they, there, how there, frequent there, is it? There's a lot of it, and it's all unconscious, right? We have these two, mm. two minds: the unconscious, the conscious. The unconscious drives all our behaviors, all our pro, our programs, the beliefs. And when we take an action, 
it's based on past experiences, past emotions, past beliefs, our value system. So when we take an action, we take it based on those un unconscious guidance system, if you will. And when we look at how we can get better or, or be a bigger version of ourselves, we doubt it because we don't have a reference point. We only have a reference point on how small we can play. And so we will play up to that. Maybe we'll put our big toe over the comfort zone just a little bit, make sure we're safe. But we generally don't go into the deep, the deep end because of we're being held back unconsciously by all these limiting beliefs and, you know, our experiences and our emotions. And it's hard and people just, well, I want this. I want like you, I want this teachers. I want, but somewhere in the back of your mind is like, I'm not good enough. I don't have this. I don't have that. All this chatter was going on that mm -hmm. held you back. A hundred percent. And I, and that's the thing that, that as soon as I shook hands with that and understood that it was me, my life changed. Yep. But once I surrendered to, oh my God, that's my ridiculous thought. That's actually not a reflection of them. They, 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 they actually thought I was, that's, that's what I believed. And that right. is what I believe because right. it's what I put out there. And you need, and unconsciously you needed that back to justify your limiting belief going, see, I'm right. And exactly. so we get back what we put out there. Exactly. And, you know, is something that, you know, I think about frequently and, and we were actually just talking about, you know, the outdoors, uh, but before yeah. we hopped onto this, this call here, you know, um, I'm a big believer in, in nature, you know, helping us to be prepared for the challenges that a day may bring <laughs> and, you know, everything may bring. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, performance coaching and optimal experience, maybe, you know, something that, you know, I was drawn to in my undergraduate studies uh, was this, this concept of optimal uh, experience and, and flow, flow state, you know. Uh, Mihai Chiksen Mihai. That's my guy. Yep. Uh, and I've heard it said a uh, hundred thousand different, different ways flow, yep. right? The yes, flow, optimal experience. I love it. And that, that was some of the first research that I saw and just clung right onto. And that was back in the Xerox days, right? You know, and I'm just, I'm just eating this stuff up. I'm just all over it. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, when you see someone in a zone, how do you quantify the zone? Right? Yeah, like I was yeah. just, I was just enthralled with this research. And, and I continue to be, and, and now it's funny that, you know, people are actually talking about this, not, not two kind of researchy guys on a zoom meeting here, right. but in contemporary out there in the world, people are talking about optimal experience and flow all the time. Yes. Yes. Now in your work, what are some of those, you know, I mean, we all know the equation for flow, but what, you know, why is that, that optimal experience so important? And how is it that through your work, how important is it to help people to understand how to get to that optimal experience? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it, for me, it's, it's flow. The more you can get in flow, the more you get this confirmation back of, I'm, in, I'm on the right path. I'm on the path with heart. Because flow for me is a byproduct of walking your, your path. You know, Carlos Castaneda talks about walking the path with heart. And that's one. So if you're trying to do something that you don't love and enjoy, chances are you won't be in flow because it just, it just doesn't go there. So I use flow as a, a lighthouse or a beacon saying, yep, I'm on the right path. I'm on the right, right path. So when somebody, whether it's in sales or, or a coat or a sports or something, 
walk them through that, that how to get to it. And one of the keys for myself, and again, you, you said that we all know the formula though, is that the belief in the person that no matter what happens, I'll be okay. Mm. See that what stops people from even attempting to go to flow is what if, what if, what if, and I try to help Mm. them understand that no matter what happens, just think I'll be okay. If I hit flow, great. If not, great too, but I'll be okay. I'm going to go after it. And once my clients can be okay with being okay, then they release the what ifs and people judging and so, but I'm going to be okay. Then they can go into it. Oh, that's so good. I mean, that's so good. And, you know, I think about what you, we, we've talked a little bit about the work that I am so passionate about and believe so much in, uh, in helping to provide options for, you know, organizations to extend their care for mm-hmm. people with brain injury, concussion, living a lower quality of life. I fundamentally believe that must change, that mm-hmm. the option to improve that has to be there. But I like bringing it down to the personal level. And it makes me think of a story that I heard about, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. where, where he was talking about his self-limiting beliefs. And, you know, we're talking about you know, one of the most obsessive (laughs) uh, champions in history. Uh, And, you know, the pivotal moment that changed for him, and he he says, now take it for what it was, but he he said when he was younger, he wasn't all that good at basketball. And he was scared of failing, right? And he put that failing out there. And and his dad was a professional basketball player too. And his dad sat him down apparently, as the story goes, and said, hey, you know what, Kobe? No matter what, I love you. It's okay. Yeah. So if you go out there and try your best, you, you have permission to go out there and try your best. And if you don't do that well, as long as you try your best, I still love you. And that gave him that, that light, right? That, right. that he gave, gave himself permission to go for it. And I think about in the rehabilitation world that I'm in, I think in some places, there, that same problem is so prevalent and, and, and it's such a problem because it's actually, and I don't think, well, I don't think it's intentional uh, because I, I believe in everybody that, that, I'm, that works in this space. Mm-hmm. But I think that the, the standard of care is so l- low in some areas, they should have permission to try something new that could actually change lives and actually make them feel better about what they're doing. Exactly. A hundred percent. And you know, we talked about this on our previous call about being attached to the result instead of the process, right? The growth Mm -hmm. mindset versus fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. And when I can help clients and when you can help your audience focus on the process and forget about the result, the result takes care of itself. And what a lot of adults and even in probably rehab and stuff is they focus on the process or the, or the, the patient, I got to get this result. I got to get this result. And when they don't get it, they identify with that result and go, I didn't get it. So I'm a failure, not re- realizing that the result is just that and not attached to it. So no matter what the result, I'll be okay. I, I mean, a masterclass again, Greg, like, you know, I remember an example I, I thought of, you know, where I used to work, there was a really high performing uh, uh, amateur women's national team. And I had an opportunity to meet the coach and was talking with him. And he's, he's a renowned coach. 
and they had a big game coming up. I think it was against the United States. So the Canadian women's national team. And, and I, I asked him, I said, how's the team looking? You know, how are things? And he says, you know, like, how's it looking for the game? He says, well, the game, the game that the, the women take care of the game. I have nothing to do with that game. Right. Practice is where the work gets done. And if we do what we need to do every day in practice and we execute the way that we need to, the game will just happen. Yes. And, and I think that, I mean, obviously in your work, you know, maybe, maybe expand a bit on that in your work as it, as it pertains to not necessarily, you know, um, the soccer pitch, but, you know, in real life when you, cause I love what you're talking about around the process. And maybe if you could just maybe distill that down a little bit more um, for people, let's say it's a, an executive who's, who's running an organization, you know, how, how with kind of, as you state the warrior kind of way, mm-hmm. how, how does that, how does that process based right. approach work? That, that's a great question as well. And, and part of this is the, the higher up the corporate ladder I work, the more numbers focused the individual is. The number is the result. And right. a lot of executives, it's not that they don't realize, it's that it, uh, it just doesn't, it's not in their awareness that who produces these results. It's the people in their organization. It's the people that are, redu- are producing the results. And how do the people produce the results? Are they being engaged? Are they? And so when, when you can help a leader understand or a leader understand that it's the results are a byproduct of the process and then work on the process. Is this, you know, there's two things. Is it effective and efficient? Effective is doing the right things. Efficient is doing the things right. And when you can work on that, the numbers take care of it. And even, so even putting an executive aside, just a person trying to have a better life, right? They, they're, they're stymied sometimes by the process because they're so focused on the result. Oh, I got to ask this person out on a date. I got to put this much money in the bank. I got to get this job. I got it. And they, they're looking at that end result, not contemplating or figuring out how the process needs to look to get there and then practicing it. Like you talked about on the pitch, right? You practice. So if you're going for a job interview, you practice that job interview over. If you're going to go ask somebody out on a date, you press, you practice that over and over and that's the process and the result will take care of itself. I oh, love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. And I think it's, I think your work is so needed, Greg, uh, like, holy smokes. And this guy gets it. Uh, Cause he's, again, he's been there and he's walking that path himself. You know, we were talking, but you know, but got into pretty personal stuff before this, just because it's, it's fascinating. I'm on the same kind of path where I'm trying to find ways to better, you know, myself uh, so I can better serve, you know, my purpose in this world. And, um, you know, I just, I could talk with you all day and I have a feeling this is the start of a really cool relationship. So <laughs> same here, Mark, same here. Absolutely. Um, you know, obviously Greg, you're a very, very well read, um, uh, you know, person. Uh, and I, I'm always curious and we're actually starting a, a book club with our podcast guests. Awesome. And I'm curious, very curious, uh, you know, what's maybe one, one, maybe two, uh, books that have really helped to influence uh, your perspective in in this world. Jeez, how far back? I mean, you know, you can go you can go back to Think and Grow Rich, which is one of the founding Napoleon ones, Hill, right? Which yeah. Napoleon yeah. Hill, which you know, still has a lot of power into it. But giving the classics, putting those aside, um, I love Joe Dispenza. 
you know, his yeah. work on breaking yeah. the habit of being yourself and becoming superhuman, all of those, the, the, his work is so fascinating mm. and so measured, right? He does, it's not just, it's not just in a dry environment. It's with people in a, in an auditorium measuring their beta, their alpha, their gamma wavelengths and manifesting all of those things. So I, I love Joe Dispenza and um, Steve Kotler also, mm -hmm. uh, right? The Rise of Superman and his new book yeah. out, The Art of Impossible. He, he takes a lot of this scientific flow process and brings it into layman's terms. Um, so those, those are two authors that I really, really just, I mean, I could, if I turned my camera, my camera around, showed you my bookshelf, it'd be like, oh it, man, it is between reading and Audible. I just ingest um, so much stuff. I'm with you, and you know that's something where I feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to meet brilliant people like yourself doing really important work and learning, learning, learning from and with you, and and then being able to kind of share uh, some of those messages with people who really need to hear it. And I know this message is going to reach a lot of people where you know they might need this message. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to go back to Dispenza because I, I, I love his work too, right. but it makes me think of one that I wanted to share with you is uh, hardwiring happiness by Dr. Rick Hansen. Um, Ooh, okay. Wonderful book. I think you'd really enjoy it too. Um, and I'll send you the information on it. What I like about it, and it I, I think it would really resonate with you is, you know, kind of acknowledging in our uh, kind of, neurophysiology mm -hmm. the the hardwired negativity bias yes. that we all that we all have and then you know really helping to leverage neuroplasticity to help us to try to take in more of the good mm -hmm. and start to hardwire some more happiness so right right Perfect. that book it came to me when i was sick oh and it wow was like, I, I just got it and i'm like uh, i guess i should read this <laughs> have you read sean a uh, sean acres book have no i so the his is the yeah, happiness yeah. Adva advantage, which was yeah. kind of based on Martin Spellman's yeah. happiness, whatever. So all of them are the positive psychology, but it all, they all go hand, hand in glove. And those are, those are, because ultimately Mark, isn't just everybody wanting to be happy. hundred uh, percent. Right. It's, it's like strip that, it all down. Strip right. It all we down. we, we yeah. just want, we want the feeling of being happy, maybe being loved also, but we, we do everything for a feeling it gives us. And, and we sometimes go look for the material things or whatever, but if we can, through the books that you suggested that we can create that happiness on demand all the time, then we can have a more fulfilling and rich life. I think so. And I, and I think, you know, for, for you and your work and, and something that, you know, I, I'm continuing to try to work on is to, it, it really does start with understanding yourself. Like, mm. like, where am I? Right. And, and where do I want to be? And, you know, what does success mean right? for, for, for me personally? And, and with organizations that I'm working with, which I'm just, I'm blessed to work with some of the most amazing right. organizations out there. Uh, you know, we've been able to align really, you know, that vision, that mission, those need to be living real mandates within these organizations. And if you're really trying to get to where you say you're trying to get to, how can we together support right. each other to help to achieve and then to measure that? As you talk about, you know, the work of Joe Dispenza and that, right. I, I, that's what I like too. Everything is kind of, it's measured. And, yeah. um, you know, I absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, that's where I just feel so fortunate to be able, I get this level of fulfillment 
when when we're actually on point with you know Simon Sinek's why step if you actually right. do the work to understand what your why is right and how that fuels you you know yes. through your day right. you let that vision kind of carry you through your day and when you're hitting that vision what a beautiful thing that is because then you start to get that momentum and then you get to the Jim Collins the flywheel right and you get to the flywheel then what happens? Right, right. <laughs> and, and, and to go back to a point you made before, it's like identifying who I am. And this is where labels come in, where mm. we say, I'm a salesman. No, I'm in sales. I'm not a salesman. Mm. I'm a doctor. No, I practice medicine, right? Because and this is not to diminish any of the education that goes behind it. But before, before a person was whatever that label is, does that mean they weren't that anymore? So if you're a husband, before you were married, you weren't a husband. <clears throat> mm. So who were you then before you got married? Because when we say we're a husband or I'm a, and if that go, goes away, then who are you? So those are labels mm. that we sometimes attach so much onto. What I look at, those are hats that we wear. Who is the person that's wearing that hat? Who is the individual wearing the husband hat, the doctor hat, the boss hat, the salesman? Who is that individual? Because when we can take off those hats, then we get down to the true sense of who we really are. Oh, wow. I mean, that is so true. And in the work that I um, am committed to and our organization is committed to at ABI Wellness, you know, we see many people, um, many individuals. I've, I've got a brain injury mm-hmm. and my name is Mark. Right? And since my brain injury, I cannot. I should not. I must rest. I can't. And it's all so limiting. Mm-hmm. Now, does that experience change um, things? Sure, it does. Uh, but one of the things that I think we, you and I are passionate about is, is, you know, time is constantly going. Mm-hmm. We're only here for so long. Right. And if you do want something to change, it does start with one step. Yes. And, 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 you know, if, if we're struggling, if the outcomes aren't where we want them to be, and I'm going back more to kind of the, the kind of wellness uh, space, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what we started with, with ABI wellness was like, okay, we've worked with people with, with brain injury and they were committed to improving their cognition. Mm-hmm. And then we studied it and guess what? We found positive results. Well, mm-hmm. that's because they channeled their effort towards that improvement. And I, I want to, again, come back to what you said, because I loved it. Their focus, I believe, was in the process. Right. So they surrendered on the results and they put their effort into committing yep. to that process. Well, that process was designed to achieve a better result. So what happened? Better results. Yep. Then what happened? And that's where we go to the James Clear stuff. Guess what? <laughs> you know, we saw a better, higher quality of life, more fulfillment in life yep. for everyone, for the facilitator who's working with the people because they have a, they now have a process that can help them get more joy out of what they're doing. And you really start to see yep. everybody start to win. Right, exactly. And then those are those shining stars, the stars in the sky that that are, you know, there's could be hundreds of thousands of people with brain injuries. And I can't do this, I can't do that. But then you have these stars that are going, no, you can, you can. 
And as long as you keep lighting up the sky with those stars, more and more people will use those as, as guideposts and, and, um, and be able to change. Because once that, the things with beliefs is if we believe we can't change, we won't. And that's, I mean, it's so powerful. And what we have to do is find evidence to the contrary to support that. And the work that you're doing is putting these shining stars in the night sky to go, yes, it can be done. Oh, 100%. And, you know, the, the, the thing that I always want to be very clear on is just, we want to be able to provide the opportunity to have the choice mm -hmm. to choose. That's all, yeah. but, you know, and because uh, this has been done, this is possible. If you want to do it this way, we would love to work with you and help you do what you want to do. Right. If you don't want to, that's fine too. Yep. But just to have that informed choice is so important. Um, you know, Greg, the, just thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, you're doing oh. such, such cool work. Um, you know, but when we think about in your work, I mean, this, this is someone who's worked with, you know, top, top, top performers. Um, what's in the world of kind of brain health or mindset, mm -hmm. what's something that you want to see change? Is it, if there was one thing you wanted to just see, let's change this, you know? <laughs> wow. That, you know, one of the things that I, I, I don't know if it's changed, but to become more aware of, and this might sound like a cliche answer is nutrition. Hmm. How, how much, how much nutrition affects the brain? You know, there's Dr. Amen down in California who talks about nutrition and with the advent of having so much abundance to us, that there's no reason why we can't leverage, right? And um, leverage the food as medicine to help with restorative brain and cognition and thinking clearer. I mean, you can, we can go to extremes, right? And either overindulging on alcohol or sugar and you get foggy and then you can go to the other extreme and just have your omega threes, omega sevens, right? And just start getting clear. And, and the challenge is, and this is not a knock against doctors in general, but many doctors don't have that nutrition background and they will either go poo-poo it or not. And, and we need to get them on board. There has to be a team effect of nutrition and get the specialists who know what they do, put them together and work with patients like what, who, who you're working with. And I think that would have a huge impact. Oh, that's, that's I'm sure I offended some doctors out there already, but it's that's not okay. intentional. It's we, all, no, we no. all have our specialties and and we are asked a question. You know, I'm asked questions, you're asked questions that are maybe outside of our scope and we feel obligated to answer and we do. No, I I'm totally with you. And you know, something that does have to change. Uh, and and I'm seeing it. I mean, something as simple as hydration. Okay. My goodness, like <laughs> that is so powerful most of us aren't drinking enough water right. and, and what does that do for the body? It, it, it you know, and, and you hear people that have headaches, they take aspirin, but if they just would drink water, the headache would go away. Right. So this whole part of hydration and nutrition, I think plays a critical role because if you don't, it's like fertilizer, right? If you don't, it, we got to give the body what it needs to repair and heal itself. And if there could be a, you know, a definite more, more holistic approach to brain trauma, I think that that would be for me, right? And, and when I coach my clients, one of the things I work with is the physical. Are you physical? Are you at that working out? What's your eating habits look like? What's your hydration? So that's that's mm. putting you know that gasoline in the engine of the body to move forward. But when we're talking about healing itself, I mean, I've been through some several significant 
challenges. And I just, I really focused on the nutri nutrition to bounce back. Process too. Again, it keeps coming up, right? right. It, it let, let the process uh, lead to the results. And I think yep. about all the good coaches out there in the world and I'm a bit of a sports guy, but you know, I'm sure it's exactly the same in an orchestra, you know, you, it's, it's all about the process, the little yes. things. I, I remember, you know, what, one of the books I loved reading was, was John Wooden's autobiography. And, you know, he had those guys putting on socks. <laughs> he had Lou Alcindor working on folding his socks properly. And yep. some of those guys were going, <laughs> I'm like one of the best basketball players in the world. Why are we working on socks? Aha, good question. Um, if you get blisters, you're not going to be able to play productively. Right. So, and if your socks aren't put on properly and shoes aren't tied properly, we're going to get a blister issue. And then your performance is going to go down, you know, 10, 20%. So let's work on the socks. <laughs> yep. 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 I love that. I love that when it's just, you know, it's the process. It really is. And, and uh, so that, that's a great example. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, he was a, an amazing man. Um, so Have you by chance watched, um, there's a documentary on Netflix called the coaches, the playbook coaches play a, a rules for for life. There's like five of them. Doc Rivers was one of them, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. LeBron was, one, right. I think, one of them too. Yeah. Well, well, well LeBron, I think, um, produced it. Oh, did he? Okay. Right. Okay. So there was um, the the U.S. soccer, the female yes. so yes. soccer coach. There was a few others, but it was just. Oh. It, I was all it brings it. up what you're talking about, right? The yeah. Practice. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, and that's what you're all about, which I love. And I think I, you know, you know, sadly, I don't think enough people understand uh, that. Mm -hmm. And, and it can be challenging for many people to, to find that process that's going to work for them. But that's where I really am excited about your work, being able to help organizations and people start to find some of those processes so that they can really, you know, live their best life. Right, exactly, and and the thing is, there's the, there's a dichotomy in coaching where you know we all coaching is about moving forward, moving ahead. So we set goals, which is a result, <laughs> and then the clients get fixated on the goal as opposed to how to get there, the process. And I could sometimes use it as an example of going here in Colorado Springs. If you're going to drive to Vegas, Vegas would be the goal, but you need to know the process. What road are you going to take to get there? But there's this, you know, sometimes the clients get so fixated, just like top level executives, they, they get paid by the numbers, right? They get their bonuses by the numbers and they're focused on that. But we need to remember who produces those numbers. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Now, this has always been a, a fun question. You know, if, if, if I gave through zoom, Greg, the crystal ball, and, and you could shape the future in, in kind of brain health and, 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 you know, leadership development mindset, you know, what would that future look like um, from your perspective, if you could shape it? Wow. So this might sound again, cliche, but everybody would be working out. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would be working out for me. My go-to is CrossFit. I, I love it. I, it, it, um, it creates, I read this, I read this quote the other day and it said that every man should be able to save his life. Hmm. Meaning that if you're on a second floor window and there's a fire, can you grab a rope and let yourself down and then bring your family with you? You could be the richest person in the world, but if you can't save your life, and that means you can't save your family's life, 
So from, from that perspective, I would love seeing everybody just out there being physically fit first. And um, have you heard of Mark Devine? I think so. Yes, so he, I think he, I have. He has a company, Seal Fit. He was a Navy yeah. SEAL, Seal Fit. And I interviewed him on my podcast way a long time ago. And he said, and we, we were kind of collaborating on this, that the physical is the doorway to the mental, right? When you start, when you start wearing down physically, then the mental chatter comes in. The mental is the doorway to the emotional. Once your mental chatter starts going, you cry, you break down, whatever that might be. And then the mental is the doorway to the spiritual, your why. Why are you putting yourself through this? Why are you holding on to this rope when the house is burning? Well, my family, that's the spiritual. But we have to have each of those in place. And for me, the first one is the physical. The physical is essential to build the mental, to build the emotional, to build the, the spiritual. I love it. Yeah, that's a mic drop right there. I think I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, during this pandemic, I really recommitted uh, to, to running yeah. uh, and, and a sp specifically trail running. Yeah. And wow, it's totally changed my life, changed my perspective. Um, it's really given me an increased understanding of myself uh, yeah. and where I fit and, and when I'm in alignment. And I would love to see, and I, you know, I, I live in, you know, a suburb just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. And, you know, during the pandemic, it was really wonderful to see people out walking, mm -hmm. you know, yep. as families, yes. uh, you know, it, getting out in nature, you know, seeing the parks full, you know, yep. uh, with social distancing. But, right. you know, it's just wonderful to see that because there's so much there uh, and, and, it, and it really does unlock a lot of your life. Like, I mean a lot of the seal stuff I find fascinating too, right. because I, you, I, it's, it's amazing. You know, I really you interested at, in you, Jocko and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and Goggins and all that stuff. And, you know, also rich Divinity stuff around the right. attributes, you know, all of this stuff is just fascinating, fascinating to me, and, but it and, starts and, at the bottom, right? Right. It starts at that, that physical, because the fit, the, the physical creates more blood flow to the brain It creates the endorphins. You feel good. You have a better outlook on life. You do things. And you think of the, the people who aren't, they usually will wake up late, have coffee, some sweet thing for breakfast yep. and wondering yep. why they're underperforming. And so, you know, with, with, with executives, uh, it's, it's get out there regardless if it's running, biking, CrossFit, do something to raise the heart rate, to get out there and be physical and start that, that shift. So that would be my thing is have everybody out there working it. out. Love it. Yeah. I mean, and, and for me, you know, it's, it's really the work of Dr. John Rady that really helped to inspire us mm. in terms of, you know, utilizing, um, you know, cardio, cardiovascular kind of programs yep. um, to improve uh, brain function. Yes. Right? So, you know, Rady was the guy who kind of said, you know, okay, I'm going to, you, you have attention deficit disorder. Okay. I'm going to prescribe you 30 minutes of exercise every day, <laughs> you know, Dr. Rady. And, yep. and I, I think his work is so logical, but he had to do obviously all the trials and all that stuff. So, right. No, no, that there, there was a book out speaking of books, the power of full engagement um, mm. Two do two doctors, I think wrote it and Johnson and John, Johnson has since bought their company, but it talks about time isn't the most precious item energy is. And when we don't have energy because, right? Cause you can spend time, you could be in flow and time goes quickly, right? So right. time goes, or you could be miserable in time. So time isn't the most, 
important thing. It's energy and the energy uh, in us affects time. Time doesn't affect the energy. And so they go through this process of the, the physical, the nutrition and all of that. And I'm a big, big believer in that. Oh, I'm totally with you. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Um, you know, Greg, uh, you know, for people that are listening, surely they're going to want to learn more about your work and they're going to want to support you. Um, so, you know, I, this will be in the show notes, but, you know, definitely, you know, check out Greg's website, which is warriormindcoach.com, but also anything else you want to say, if people are out there, maybe, you know, help people to understand kind of who you work with and, and, uh, and how to get a hold of you. Yeah, great. Well, thank you one for the plug on that, Mark. Yes. And that's, that's the best place is there. If you're on Facebook, you can look up warrior mind coach. I have a Facebook page and a personal page that I respond to. I have a couple of courses up on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y.com. Uh, Develop the mental strength of a warrior. warrior is my flagship product up there. Uh, the, the individuals I work with, are, you know, it's, again, sounds cliche, but it's, it's that driven individual that knows they're capable of more, that wants it, but they keep stubbing their toe and they don't know why they're stubbing their toe all the time. And it may sound like, well, everybody wants that. Well, that's not true. There are people who are happy where they are and that's great. And that's wonderful that they've got that going for them in life. But I, I look at the ones that are just a little bit chomping at the bit, want to achieve a little bit more, are open to coaching and you know, 35, 55, there really isn't an age limit on it, but it's just that desire to know that they have more in them than they than they have been expressing and want somebody to help pull that out. Love it. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so yes, it's a very wide net people uh, right. and, 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 and Greg's a busy guy, but you know, I, in, in my, uh, you know, first initial interactions with him, this guy's the real deal. He's out there, you know, he's committed to doing the, doing the work and helping people to reach their potential if they're, if they're really wanting to do that. Uh, but also it's not just limited to individuals. Okay. Um, for many of our audience, these might be people, you know, running clinics. Um, these might be, um, you know, universities, these could be hospitals. Uh, he works with organizations as I, well. I actually, one of my corporate clients is a um, ambulance transportation company in the San Francisco Bay area. So I work with, with them on the healthcare part of transporting patient experience. And so I'm very familiar with, with the healthcare course, industry. Of course, I just, I just wanted to make, make sure that, pe- that our audience understood that, Thank you. you know, especially for some of our, our you know, clients, you know, we can all struggle with, with, with these things, the, the mindset, um, you know, sometimes that kind of um, self-limiting belief and labeling uh, we, it, it can be a blind spot for us. Yes. And, uh, and I think, you know, if we're, if we're starting to better understand that and want to dig bit, a bit deeper into that, Greg could help you to understand that. And then it could actually help you to transform the way you're doing business. So that's cool. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. And that so, you know, this has been a wonderful episode. Uh, I could chat with you all day and it's something we'll have to do again because yes, it's, it's wonderful. Please. Thank you for your work. Um, you know, if, if this episode had value for you, please, please download it, share it, post it. That's all, you know, Greg and I ask, you know, please do that. Um, because I, I, I'm very confident this message is probably going to find someone um, right where they needed to, to find it. And uh, so have a wonderful day and um, we'll reconnect again soon. 
Mark, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it to be a part of the great, great work that you're doing. Thank you. Don't forget to check back for a new Brain Mastery segment every week. Here's a sneak peek of our next thought-provoking interview. All right. Uh, welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Um, I have the fortune of having Rand Weber with me today. He just makes me smile. Um, he's someone I've known for a few years, and I feel just... Um, privileged to have him join us today because he's got some really great insights and has a very fascinating background into the world of brain health, um, having had his own experiences with, with concussion, but also being an educator, um, someone who's, who's molding minds for a living. And he has some very keen um, insights that he will be able to share for some of the listeners here today. So you're going to want to get close, get cozy and listen up on this one because Rand's going to drop some wisdom bombs here for us today. So Rand, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today. How did I do on your bio? You did pretty well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Very, very generous. Yes. Insight. Generous. <laughs> oh, it's, that's, hey, it's just the truth, Rand. Um, you know, for, for the people that, that are listening, you know, these are going to be probably some professionals that work in the world of brain health. They might be physiotherapists, occupational therapists, medical doctors, insurance providers, and everything in between. Um, as you think about your journey, and maybe you can enlighten some of our, our listeners uh, about some of your journey, um, what would your kind of general main message uh, be for those that might be listening? Keeping in mind, as I said earlier, ran someone who works in education, but is also someone who's actually experienced, you know, concussion and, and how challenging it can be to, to find the right recovery. Well, and what's, what's interesting there for me now that I, you know, I'm sort of somewhat through it and can look back on it is that, um, you know, I was well-versed in, in, you know, the Eaton Aerosmith program in terms of um, referring parents who had, uh, children who were uh, dealing with uh, dyslexia and other uh, uh, learning issues, uh, you know, to, to check the program out. And, you know, I read up on it at the time and, and you know, was a little bit more conversant in neuroplasticity. Um, but it all seemed very compartmentalized and away from me in my real life until I was driving to the gym one day and I got t-boned by a guy driving a stolen car and uh, you know it changes your life you're all of a sudden I'm I'm out of school like I, that was uh, mid-October of 2016 I missed the rest of that school year I was unable to uh, to go back to the classroom I, I mean I actually did conferences I actually showed up at parent conferences you know a few days later and uh, then realized I had a problem because I didn't remember doing the conferences. So, um, you know, it was a real wake up call. And um, that whole period was was a bit of a nightmare uh, because, you know, you're getting dribs and drabs of information uh, from people about concussions. It's uh, I liken it to what women must go through with childbirth is that every every person who has had a child is going to come and tell you their birth story. So right. it, was like, it was like that for me in the early days. It was like people coming up and it was like uh, some of it very grim, uh, but most of it was um, 
was kind of dismissive. It was like people saying, well, you know, I played hockey, so I had six concussions and, you know, you, you'll be fine, you know, and, and that's fine from laymen. But when you start getting some of that mirrored by the specialists that you're starting to go see, um, it, it can become quite alarming. Um, you start almost hiding some of your symptoms because they don't, they don't feature into this uh, narrative that, that people are putting together about your concussion. And, um, you know, I, I, I always think <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. And that's how the concussion journey started for me. It was, uh, you know, I, it took me a, a while to realize that the TBI was actually the most serious part of my injury. In the beginning, I was really focused on, you know, the soft tissue damage and oh my shoulder and this and that, you know, that that's your whole focus. And, and you don't realize that it's it's actually the other stuff that is going to sideline you for way longer. And uh, yeah, so like I say, I, I missed that whole year. Um, and, uh, you know, I basically, I mean, I went to uh, I went to GF Strong. I got yes. to, with GF Strong and, and uh, I got their um, Concussion 101, uh, which was... And for our listeners, some might be in, in, in different parts of the country. We're recording here from Vancouver, British Columbia. GF Strong is, is like a, a renowned uh, public health uh, rehabilitation hospital here, here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, Sorry, so go ahead, Red. Yeah, so, um, so I went there and it, probably too early. I really couldn't take it all in and, uh, you know, for, on a variety of levels. Um, but, but again, it didn't, there was nothing for me to really take from that. It was kind of like, okay, well, I need to work on, you know, on this and then I'll do, you know, but it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a very holistic experience at all. And, and there weren't a lot of, like, I got a big thick envelope with, with resources and stuff like that. But again, it's hard to wade through when you're not even sure what it is that you need. And so I kind of started patching together my own um, care team, care plan, such as it was. And, you know, it was like, okay, well, uh, yeah, dizziness is a really big thing for me. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble, you know, I was, I was trying to drive everywhere and it was like, wow, it was just, you know, yeah, that's amazing that, uh, that, that worked, but, uh, you know, it was like trying to find people to help me with those kind of issues at the beginning. And, you know, for each one, uh, just thinking, okay, once I get this mastered, I'm good. I'm ready right. to, go to school. Right. And I, kept, I kept visiting school. It's not like I never went back. I, I would visit school and, you know, stop in and see the kids and the experience of being there for 20 minutes and having kids and they're, they're excited and they want to see you and they're, 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 coming at you and they're you know they're loud and they're i i couldn't deal with it it was way too dynamic of an environment for me the the light the the you know, the noise it was just it was all too much and you know so again you know going from those experiences and finding out okay well there's such a thing as vestibular physiotherapy that's right like somebody told me oh check vestibular physiotherapy you know what's that you know, and reading up on it and, you know, going to see somebody and getting some help with that. And it was like, great, this is starting to work. And, you know, so that journey, it was kind of like one step at a time. Right. And maybe in some ways, that's what I needed, because you can't deal with it all at the same time. And you're not ready for some stuff. But 
but it wasn't until I was seeing a visual therapist who specialized in uh, uh, athletes with uh, brain injuries that um, he, he was at Fortias, which also in, you know, Vancouver area. And he said, oh, well, you know, you should go and try upstairs because there's such a thing as the Watson Center Society for, for Brain Health. And I think they're dealing with some of the cognitive things you're describing to me because I was telling him, you know, right. I'm really having trouble focusing. I can't, I can't stay on task. I, I, if I go off task, I freak out. I have a fight or flight response to it. And, and these are minor things, but, but I don't know where this is coming from. So, you know, that's when I came and I, I met with you and Josh and sort of was describing what I was going through to you. And I remember you saying this so clearly, it was like, you're in the right place at the right time, because yeah. this was about a year and a half in to, to my injury. Right. And, um, I probably would not have gotten much out of ABI wellness uh, before that. So right. it, it, it ended up being the perfect timing. And uh, at that time, I was back in the classroom, maybe a couple of afternoons a week, but really, you know, again, not working well. It was like really difficult for me to, to, to be there. So, so for those that might be, so they think about, because you've got, very keen insights that I think are going to be able to help so many right now that need to hear this. And again, just thank you. This is like, I know going to change some lives. You're getting me goosebumps right now. I remember it, man. I remember that. Yeah. And um, very well. And, um, and it takes collaboration. It takes people. I think you're talking about Kevin down who was downstairs there, the, the optometrist who does some, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, really interesting guy, great guy. Yeah. But when you think about people where they might be right now, let's say they were where you were ran. Mm -hmm. What's your advice to them? Like, like what's your main message for them to start to try to hone in on? Well, the main thing is that there is, there's not one cookie cutter approach to your brain injury. My, my vestibular physiotherapist also said this and it really helped me at the beginning when I first started seeing him. He said, well, you know, you've seen one brain injury, you've seen one brain injury. And it was like, right, because I'm not having the same thing as my neighbor three doors down who just keeps like, what's your problem, buddy? You've, you only had one, one concussion, you know, what are you whining about? So right. it, just, just kind of knowing that. And, um, uh, you know, I think that, um, you know, getting a lot of a lot of information, it has to be in your own time, and it has to be really specific to what is going on for you. And if you can sort of find those sort of little openings and, and put together a program that, that is gonna work for you and just try some things out and be prepared. I mean, the biggest thing is like I was, again, I was so freaked out because I was having these things and these thoughts and, and, and it was like, I really thought I was crazy. And you know, when you start explaining it to somebody, somebody has go, oh, well, you know, that sounds familiar that somebody else I knew was going through that too. And, you know, you, it's basically putting you in touch with the people that you need to talk to at the right time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that definitely helps. And the other thing too, is that, you know, because, you know, my, I've been in the middle of this big insurance thing, which four and a half years later has not. Right. Um, right. You're being sent to a lot of specialists on both sides. So the, your lawyer is going to send you to 
their specialists and then you know your right. insurance your insurance company will say oh yeah well i'm going to send them to this many specialists or whatever so all of a sudden you're getting inundated with reports and um you know kind of like their insights or completely lack thereof about what you're going through and um you know one of the people that i saw fairly well actually it was right around the time i met you mark and, and it was yeah. and really i'm so glad that i was already sort of doing the abi program because the neurosurgeon said to me at the end of the consult he said well you know what if it's not back after two years it's not coming back and i was just like wow so you know i i just want people to know yes listen <laughs> listen to this man listen to this here hear this just just because they've got this row of diplomas behind them or whatever i mean for one look at the date on those diplomas because if they did their their work and and their you know whatever their research and studying um earlier they're not going to have a lot of knowledge and or respect for the field of neuroplasticity it's just not something that this guy was open to at all because i was telling him well listen i'm at this program and this is what i'm doing and and again just couldn't have cared less just completely dismissive it was like well here's your report that i wrote and you know here's your words to live by uh, nothing would have made me give up quicker if i didn't have other resources at that time than to be told well you know what just deal with it it's over <laughs> so don't fight it um you know keep keep working away and keep finding things that um that can help I love you it. Uh, i mean really thank you thank you thank you for that message it's wonderful and people really need rewind that one if you need to listen to it as many times as you need to because here's someone who's been through it and who i mean i remember so well being so inspired by you haven't been a teacher myself you're like my kids man i gotta get back to my students you know and oh, yeah it was a huge driver and motivator you like many if you get through you know god willing you know acute care rehab which is a real that's the first big challenge right um yeah. then then the road you know unfortunately almost like like you hit re refresh and you got to restart again with the outpatient uh rehab and 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 the challenge there is that there's not as you've experienced that's not a very clear roadmap and that's yeah. part of why we created what we did that wasn't the idea we had that was what people like yourself were telling us you needed and didn't yet exist so yeah. you know it's it's rand you're i mean you're such a wonderful guy and and you sharing this with us is i think going to really help people because I, I think that change can happen and you're an example like change can happen yeah. regardless of timelines i've seen people 26 years post injury yeah. and you know it 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 needs more study clearly we got to do more research and more clinical work but for those that are out there right now if you or a family member are struggling or, or suffering you know listen to what rand had to say there please 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 i encourage you to do so uh, he's been there <laughs> and he gets well, it. And, and Mark, I'm still here because, you know, as you know, there's no clear path. And, you know, I would, you know, he's yeah. going to come away with this thinking, well, you know, he's, yeah, he's on his way. He's fine now because I'm not, you know, I have made adjustments in my life. I'm, I'm teaching full time. This is my second year teaching full time, but there are still a lot of things that I can't do because they're just really, really difficult for me. And I just don't think that I'm the person to give that part of the education uh, piece to the kids. 
Uh, but I have wonderful colleagues who trade off with me and they're like, well, you know what, I'm going to take your, I'll do your tech class for you. you teach my French, I'll take your tech class and, and, you know, and it works out great. But, uh, you know, I still am not a full 100% member of the school community because by, by three o'clock, I'm done. I have yeah. put in a full day and I'm not going to go out and coach something because I don't remember where I parked my car. So, you know, you have good days and you have bad days. And, uh, you know, that's part of it too. So, uh, you know, people need to know that they need to, to, um, uh, you know, lighten up on themselves, you know, because that was something that, uh, that I really had to learn was that, um, I was entitled to bad days and, uh, yeah. you know, like anybody is. So, you know, you don't sweat it. You don't, you know, kick yourself because, you know, it wasn't as good as the day before because, you know, you're going to try again the next day. And, uh, you know, uh, again, being in the ABI program, like I, I remember being on the computer and doing the clock faces and, and working with those. And it was just like, I can't do this. This, this is exactly <laughs> what I cannot do. You're telling somebody that can't organize and multitask on a computer that they're going to, you know, translate, you know, images into digital time. Like I can't do this. And it was exactly what I needed because it was a challenge and it was opening up the, the neural pathways um, that I needed to get around all this blockage stuff that was happening in my brain. And, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I was so happy for that and, and so inspired by all the other people that were in there working. Yeah. No, but it's a culture, right? It's like a community. It, That's it's something that like a community. Yeah. Again, you're it's it's it was one of my first opportunities to to speak to other people who had had head injuries, and so a lot of times at the break, it was kind of like, okay, well, what what's your story? What's your you know? And again, I mean, I I I probably went in there pretty whiny and pretty feeling sorry for myself, and after meeting some of the people that were there and uh, hearing their stories, it was like, you know, I'm gonna shut up because I really have very little to complain about. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's all relative, all that stuff, but still there was, some, there were some pretty amazing Wonderful. brave people there, you know? When, now this is the, Ren, this is my favorite question to ask. Um, Cause I think you really, you're, you're a very good speaker. I think you really, you, you, you kind of accomplished a lot of our goals in, in this podcast and in, in that first segment. But, you know, if we were to give you the crystal ball you know, and you were able to shape the future of brain health, you know, and, and, and make happen whatever you wanted to happen in that world, you know, what would that world look like if you had those powers to be able to shape the future? Well, I have to say that I would uh, definitely redo the Concussion 101 handbook, and it would have more varied resources for more varied uh, symptoms of head injury. And again, it is totally personalized but if if there was like an ability to kind of go through and do your own personal checklist and then say okay so yeah that's definitely something that I'm dealing with um oh here are some possible resources I could check out um I think that would be really helpful rather than you know fighting <laughs> fighting an insurance company is like yeah we're not going to pay for that and it's like that's fine I'm just going to pay for it for myself because my health and the return to my life is important to me. So, you know, I, I just think it would be, again, uh, back to this holistic. Uh, yeah. It's just that 
it's a, and and I said to you, I remember saying to you right at the beginning, it's like I found my missing puzzle piece because yeah. everything else was coming together for me in my care and my treatment, except for the cognitive stuff, except for the multitasking and you know the ability to to uh, you know get past this total linear thinking world that I was in. Um, you know, I, I just think that would be helpful for people to know that it's there. And, and it has been helpful for me personally. And again, this is as a teacher, because it's one thing to refer people to the Eaton Aerosmith program or to the, I, uh, you know, to, to the wellness program. Yeah. But it's yeah. another to develop empathy for all the kids in your class who are struggling and, you know, be really able to um, relate to what they're going through on, on a personal level and to be able to share with kids. Well, you know, when I had my brain injury, I was having trouble doing this. Like kids yeah. really respond to that. It's like, there's an adult telling me that they couldn't do something and they had to really work at something. It's amazing. And so mm -hmm. we incorporate it in our, in our daily teaching. Like, when, like today, teaching math, I'm teaching long division for the grade fours. And, and it's kind of like some, some kids are saying, well, oh, I don't have to do that long math. I can just do it all above the line. And it's like, you know what, that's great. And uh, you know, I'm happy for you. Um, I'm gonna show the other way too, because my math brain needs to see it the long way because I, I can't keep all those thoughts in my head. Um, you know, and, and do do whatever works for you. Do work above the line, do it the yeah. long way work for you know because we're all different we all have our different math brains and and, and kids really respond to that and you know again it, it it comes back to something that i was um you know like really interested in in, in education um in terms of self-regulated learning where we're kid you're talking with kids about you know that idea of a fixed brain like yeah you're, you're born yeah. with this brain and this is this is the brain you got and you're either good at it or you're not and, and it drove me crazy when I f first started teaching and kids would say, well, I can't do math. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't get math. Yeah. Well, I suck at art. I can't draw. Right. And it's like, well, you know what? You have the power to change your brain. So you get into this um, uh, mind growth idea. And that's basically what neuroplasticity is all about. But I didn't have the language for it at the time early well, in my teaching career. Oh, I love it. I mean, so, I mean, I hope some teachers are listening to this too, because that's a great example of vulnerability, which is a lot of where Brene Brown's work is founded, right? Who's remarkable. I'm sure you're a fan of her like I am. I mean, yeah, she's yeah. amazing. When you stand yeah. up there and you're vulnerable, wow, the bridges that are built are amazing. And, and, yeah. and the kids, I mean, I remember early in my teaching career, I really struggled with that. I felt like I had to be Superman every day, always, right? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, one of my colleagues uh, who was a mentor of mine, a teaching partner of mine, Sarah Cohen, was very good about saying, you know, Mark, you, can't, you don't have to have it all the time. And in fact, when you don't have it, ask for help. Yeah. And, I, and that was a foreign concept to me. And I can remember, I'm like, no, Mr. Watson's exhausted today. I'm going to need your help. And I, I'll just never forget to like, Mr. Watson, can I get you a coffee? I'm going, what is happening here? You guys are being so great. Oh, the problem was me. <laughs> you know, yeah. so. No, they really, they really respond to that. It's, yeah. it, it's very real for them. It helps them build their empathy and, and yeah. understanding. And, you know, and then they start sharing that with each other because they don't kind of you know, that, that bragging kind of falls to the wayside because it's yeah. like, well, yeah, okay, that kid's not good at long division, but 
boy, they can spell every word that gets thrown at them, you know? And it's like, and I do, I, I, I misspell words on the board purposely all the time because ah. there's always going to be a kid who's that's their strength. Right. And it's like, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome. You're helping masterclass me. with, with Rand here. This yeah. is, yeah, this is good stuff. And you know, I, um, I really, I think there's so much that we can take from that, you know, to, to have access to a puzzle piece, as you said very well, that's rooted in cognition, but not just in, in, in strategies based cognition, which is most of what's out there. Again, yeah. you get a, you get a book saying, be patient with yourself, try to sleep more, expect less of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that doesn't have to be, I mean, of course we want to watch symptoms, you know, we, we want to get access to the physiotherapy, the orthopedic stuff that we might need. Yeah. But on the cognitive side, you know, we, we're coming to learn from, you know, the clients that we've served, the professionals we work with, that this puzzle piece is really needed. And, and we need to try to make it a little bit more accessible for those that actually need it. So Absolutely. it's really yeah. important. It's, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's incredibly important. And uh, it's great that you guys are you know starting to get some recognition and and get better known because I just think it's the, the ability to help so many people that that need that right need we got to serve right that's the thing that is so rooted for me you know with you Rand through this journey you know I remember meeting your first just remember oh my god this poor guy like he got hit by a car you know you know they got this car accident and this guy was you know, very challenging circumstances around all of this. And, and the way in which you brought your strengths to the table and really, I think something that really stood up for me with, with, with your experience was you really, you really trusted in the process. Right. Yeah. And that was something that was, I think Josh, who is the direct, you know, kind of the clinical lead at that time, is just a masterful teacher himself. And, and we had kind of the ABI system and process, you know, it was really wonderful to watch your engagement in that. Sure, we all have bad days, but yeah, I don't remember too many of those with you, Ryan, but. <laughs> oh, I, I had some, I had some really bad, and, and Josh, he was, he was a bit tough love, you know what I mean? He was just like, well, you just have to learn how to do this and you need to move, you know, whatever. So, so try again tomorrow or whatever. And it was like, it was Katrina who would be over saying, saying, you know, you know, maybe she's just pack it in for today, right? It was like. Can I go to Starbucks? Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man. So, you know, for people that are that are listening here, um, and let's say they they want to, you know, you've inspired them, which is a gift you have, Rand. Um, if people want to reach out to you to to uh, connect with you, you know, to protect some of your uh, you know confidentiality, you know. Would it be um, uh, all right if they emailed me at info at ABI Wellness and then I could potentially pass them on to you? Or what's the best way if people want to support you, get a hold of you? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, that would probably be the best way, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would that would be. Uh, and and I'd, I'd welcome it. Any anybody that you know, I've I've spoken with lots of people. You know, people refer people who know they you know they've had head injuries or whatever. And 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 again, there's some people that I can't really help because what they're dealing with is not something that I went through or, or developed any kind of expertise or, or knowledge. Okay. Of. Um, but you know, for, you know, again, the definitely ABI wellness, uh, you know, anything with vestibular issues, um, the, uh, vision stuff, uh, 
I, you know, again, Dr. Uh, Dr. Kevin Lupiger helped me beyond measure. Like, yeah. you know, there's these, who knew there was special glasses with prisms in them that can, I got my peripheral vision back and it was like, well, that's why I can't drive. I can only see right in front of me. No wonder yeah. I'm alarmed because every car that comes to a stop sign scares the crap out of me because I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, all those kind of things, um, you know, I have some insight into them for sure. So, you know, yeah. No, that's, that's wonderful. I have a feeling we're going to, I'm going to get a few emails. So we'll, we'll have that in the show notes and, um, you know, Rand, I just want to, again, acknowledge you for your, your perseverance um, through that process, but also your continued commitment to service, which I just think is wonderful. And I should have done this a long time ago uh, to reach back out to you and, and reconnect because we're trying to make it, you know, um, make this kind of uh, uh, program more available to other people in need so that it, it, so that it can be more accessible. So ultimately more people can reclaim a little bit more of what they've lost, maybe not getting back to exactly where they were before, but helping them to experience yeah. a higher quality of life. And again, I will probably be touching base with you again, you know, especially if, you know, summers and when I have some more time off or whatever, because again, this is not a finished deal. No. Uh, there's definitely tune-ups that can, that can happen, yeah. uh, you know, this process. Well, Rand, thank you. Thank you for your time. Those, those students in your class are lucky. <laughs> uh, to We're have having you. a great year. I got a great yeah. crop this year. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Thank you again, Rand. And, You're very uh, welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.